so this is the story of how I found out who Maya Michaela is. And um, I'm going to try to be uh, quick throughout this. And so the strategic goal and theme of my story is twofold. One is to find is to talk about how I found myself after an abusive relationship and how I came to find out who I really am. Although, you know, emotionally abusive relationships can be extremely difficult to recover from. Um, the aim of my podcast is to be able to help those identify their situation, provide advice on how to recover from one and reassure them that things will be OK. And so before I hop into this, I think some background information is pertinent is that um, my father and I don't have a very good relationship. He's very narcissistic and self-centered. And, you know, that's the only like really real love that I've ever received from a man. So that's all I know. All I knew going into, you know, to this relationship was narcissistic love. So I almost thought that this was normal. So. Going into college, I remember having a distinct sense of unease because I felt like I didn't know really who I was. It was the first time in my life that I had freedom, but no life experience, no wisdom to back it up. And so, you know, I began my freshman year of college dating. And if you are an incoming freshman or a freshman currently listening to this podcast, enjoy your freshman year. Don't date, you know, enjoy your new your newfound freedom. And so... He told me exactly, he told me that he was a narcissist and, you know, I, I chose not to believe him because, you know, when you love somebody, you want to believe that they're not a horrible person. You know, we always take red flags and turn them into like yellow flags, orange flags, but we don't ever want them to be a red flag. But when people tell you who they are, it is in your best interest to listen. And so, you know, he began changing small things about me, you know, the way that I dressed, he used to say it attracted too much attention. He manipulated me to stop hanging out with my friends and to become his only friends with his friends. He manipulated me into stopping things that I like to do, like going to parties. And I was only allowed to hang out with him to where it felt as though I had nobody else but him. This was incredibly isolating and smothering at the same time. And so, you know, to continue, every time we got into an argument, I was walked away feeling disoriented always walked away feeling like why were his actions my fault you know why did I feel like a horrible person but the I you know the hardest part even to this day for me to accept is that I feel everybody around me told me what was going on my friends my roommate he even some of his friends were like he's manipulating you and abusing you but I chose not to believe it because you know I loved him and you know that was heartbreaking for me to have to realize I wasn't ready to accept it yet you know, and he felt so comfortable asking me to change who I am. But when it came time for me to ask him well, if you could work on this small thing, he would basically say something. Oh, well, you don't like me for who I am or, you know, all of this. And, I, you know, it became a point where I felt like I became a slave to his own desires. And, you know, um, I remember one day looking in the mirror and no longer recognizing who I was. I had gained all this weight, um, you know, depression eating. I'm an emotional eater, and the love I thought that he had for me was slowly vanishing. I could see it in his face whenever he looked at me, and at some point, I realized that he only liked me for the way that I looked when, at, when you know, I loved him for who he was, and that was the most heartbreaking thing, and, you know, after we broke up, you know, he, um, one of my friends who I thought was my friend at the time, they she had been sleeping in his bed wearing his clothes and you know when I told him I didn't like that they both told me that I was 
tripping, you know, that I'm, they basically gaslighted me, right? But as soon as we break up, they decide to have sex to get back at me. And so, you know, after that one-sided relationship, I was emotionally broken. But I looked, in, and I there was a point in time, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't recognize myself. But that was just the beginning. You know, I managed to empower myself. I learned who Maya Michaela was. You know, I did a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-analyzing. I spent hours trying to decipher reality from the lies and the tactics he used to convince me that what he was saying was the truth. You know, I examined um, other people's actions to see how it made me feel. Um, You know, I also saw therapy at St. Joe's and I talked to my therapist about the situation. You know, she helped me take steps to learn to forgive myself. And to forgive, you know, my ex, which is it's still a work in progress so that I could learn to be happy. You know, forgiveness isn't always necessarily for the other person. You know, it's for yourself. And, you know, I also allowed myself to feel my feelings. You know, I really grew up to believe that you needed to be strong and stoic. But for my own mental well-being, I couldn't do that anymore. I had to become okay with crying and expressing my emotions. You know, I also engage in new hobbies to try to compartmentalize the pain, you know, from trying to stop myself from delving too deep into negativity. And now, you know, a year later, I'm in a happy, healthy relationship. And, you know, I'm so grateful to be in one, you know. And sometimes it's not always easy working myself out of mindset, even though that was like a year ago. But, you know, I've pretty much discovered who I am and what I will and won't tolerate from other people, you know. And I'm just so grateful to have a partner who is kind and patient and really understanding with me and what I've been through. So, yeah, that's my podcast on how I learned, became and grew into myself. You know, there's a a lot more, you know, detail and graphic things. But, you know, for the sake of the audience... I'm not going to delve into that. I'm trying to keep it PG rated, but um, thank you for listening. All right. Bye-bye. So today on the topic of abusive relationships, I'm going to be interviewing my mom who will um, briefly describe what she went through in her relationship. Uh, Take it away. My first marriage was an abusive relationship. I felt like I needed to to get a divorce to reclaim myself. And what did you go through through this relationship, if you don't mind talking about it? Uh, abusive words, language, the communication was all bad. Was there any physical elements? Was there cheating involved, or did he ever hit you? Mm-hmm. No, there was no cheating involved, but there was there was uh, lots of uh, emo- emotional abuse through words. I see. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mom, for your interview. So according to both Psych Central and WebMD, some examples of domestic abuse that happen to be found on both lists include humiliation and embarrassment, hypercriticism, constant put-downs, refusing to communicate with you, saying I love you but, domination and control, guilt trips, making everything your fault, isolating you from your friends and family and threatening to commit suicide if you leave these are some ones that i've been through an example of domestic abuse in a different sense is seen in the movie the shining so an example of abuse that was depicted in the shining is the son danny receiving bruises on his neck 